The biggest game of the year was a monumental defensive letdown despite an incredible Jokic game. This is Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can join the show and talk about how frustrating it was that the Nuggets, who so often have stood up in the biggest of moments, absolutely let down defensively in what was a still a really good game but ultimately not enough in a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. They now lead the Minnesota Timberwolves by two games in the loss column going into the final four games of the season. The math is pretty simple. If Denver goes 2-2 two and two and the Wolves go 4-0, and oh, the Wolves will be in the playoffs. If the Nuggets go 1-3 and three and the Wolves go 3-1, and one, the Wolves will be in the playoffs and the Nuggets will be in the play-in, and so on and so forth. The scenarios will continue. We'll talk about all of that. And more, as well as the post-game comments, which, oh boy, that was a plot twist at the end. We'll talk about that in the final segment. But let's start uh, the show with, I guess, do you do you want to start positive? I don't feel like that's justified here. I feel like it's got to be pretty critical. I think we just break down. I mean, I'm kind of just curious. I shared, just got done sharing a bunch of takeaways. So I'm kind of curious your takeaways. I, I was not really online a lot tonight, so I didn't, I haven't really seen what the general consensus was tonight. And I'm curious what your perspective was tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I have a, a handful of them. I think like number one, like give me the number one. If I said like, you can only have one take about this game. The defense was garbage. This is my uh, take too, honestly. Like, the, there's a lot that happened. There's so many storylines, but that is my number one biggest takeaway. You win this game even with Barton shooting if Barton plays better defense. You win this game even with all of the other problems, even with the bench issues, with DeMarcus Cousins minutes, if you play better defense. There's so many ways in this game that you win this game if you just play better defense. Now, part of that is tied into um, the turnovers, which it's they had 30 turn they had 30 points off a of turnover tonight. Yeah. You you're not going to win. I'm sorry. You're not going to be any good team turn the ball over this much. And I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if there is a solution, but I I honestly just don't think there's a solution. I think that's part of it. The turnovers to me are like honestly, how many times have we talked about this over the last 2 months? Uh, how many games 5 years? Played? Yeah, I mean, no, the Nuggets have had turnovers, but it's been like it's a thing that they can control. The Nuggets down the stretch have won in spite of their turnovers for the most part. I mean, they've had a couple games here without them, but I just, it's just so consistent. Sometimes it's like I think there's something lacking on this roster or from 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 whatever's going on with the team that sadly some teams don't rebound and you're like, they got to rebound. It's like, well, they don't have rebounders. I think with the Nuggets, it's, they don't have a lot of dynamic guard play that puts pressure on it. They don't have a lot of spacing. It's very difficult for them to score. And teams kind of have them, you know, a little bit. But it's also, it's just ball security. Like, it's not, it's not like just tactical stuff. It's also just like, hang on to the ball, dribble the ball up. Don't give the ball to the other team at half court. But here's like, the thing. But here's what I'm getting at. Monte Morris is solid. He's a really solid guard, especially when it comes to turnovers. The next solid, most solid guy to me is probably Bones Highland, and he's a rookie. Like he, yeah. he had the turnover tonight where he tried to go full court through like three guys and got it turned over. Like that's a rookie mistake. 
but but he's like the next best guy to secure the ball. I mean, tonight it was Davon Reed. It was yep. you know Will Barton who didn't have it. So well, yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk about the defense real quickly. Um, in that, like, Will is absolutely the number one reason they lost. Like, there's no way, there's no getting around it. It's funny because I don't know if I'd even make him number one, even though he was like as bad as he can play really in my opinion but there was one person that i think was actually worse and somehow was harmed the game more well i don't think you should talk about bones like that but it's no i'm just kidding. Oh, i thought bones was good tonight he just i know you what well, well we'll talk we gotta talk about bones because bones was not good tonight bones hit good, bones was very good tonight bones was terrible tonight um i know you're talking about that we'll talk about him in a minute uh but barton look barton barton shot the ball terribly which is always gonna give him trouble but the defense was worse and teams are picking on him. Like we, we talked about like our team's gonna target him. They targeted him. They targeted him in this game. Like he was the guy that they went after. And um, I was kind of we were talking about this on Twitter, and somebody mentioned, like, I just I, even I forget sometimes the guys. Do you want to know what the, who they needed tonight? PJ Dozier. Yeah, That's who they sure. Sure. Because you just put PJ Dozier in for Barton, and that's True. because here's the thing: there's there's comments, there's there's people in the comments about like, well, why didn't he go to like Faku? Or and I'm not even doing the Faku thing. That's not even justifiable from a size perspective. You can't put Faku Composo or Austin Rivers on Anthony Edwards. He's too big. You have to have a wing. Will is the only guy on this roster that can do it, and he can't. Like size wise, he's the only guy that can, and he can't. And there's no answer there. But even beyond all that, your point of attack defense just has to give some level of resistance. Someone is going to have to stop the ball. And no one, no one outside of, I will say this, don't blame Aaron Gordon for the defensive issues because in the second half, what that team did was he was on Russell because Russell was playing well. So the, so the Wolves did the Kawhi thing. They put Russell off yeah. ball and moved Gordon out and attacked four on four. Yeah, AG wasn't great, I thought, in the first quarter. But after that, I mean, defensively, he was great offensively all night. But in the first quarter defensively, there were a couple little blow-bys where you're kind of like, come on, man, that's you, you can't have that. But I thought you're right. In the second half, he was very good. He locked in. It wasn't on him. He was one of what, in my opinion, were four players that that kind of showed up tonight. But, yes, Barton, Davon Reed. I mean, you talk about – we talked about P.J. Dozier and Davon Reed and, like, you know, they're different players, but with about like tonight was one of those. I love that you brought up PJ Dozier because tonight was one of those ones where you're like, all right, Davon Reed, seven foot wingspan. Like, what's he got? Let's see if he can guard. He couldn't. He couldn't yeah. guard him. He couldn't stay. Yeah. He couldn't keep him in front at all. No resistance. Yeah. There were so, layups that he gave that were just one on one. Yeah. Not even pick and roll, just layups that just one on one guard him. And, and you get beat so bad that it's a layup. And so much of this is, you know, because like uh, I assume that Cousins was the one that you thought was worst. DeMarcus Cousins, yeah, honest to God, like if he had his, this was his worst game of the season. If he would have had his second worst game of the season, I think Denver wins. Yeah. The only reason that I'm giving Cousins a pass is because he is a waiver wire pickup for backup center. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me because you're on the team and it's, it's not like, oh, he's a waiver wire pickup. Like he, he you know, he can uh, afford to play better this or that. He played so bad that it was almost impossible for Denver to win tonight. He played four minutes and 37 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Four minutes and 37 seconds. Like you just don't get a technical as you're walking to the bench yeah. after your fourth straight foul in two minutes. And this, sure. you know, you help the team. Like 
to me, it was that this was so clearly a game where you just had to spell Jokic the tiniest amount. And here's why, because yes, he was a waiver wire pickup. The baseline of what they needed from him tonight was so low and he didn't clear it. That's why it was frustrating. That's fair. I think the thing is the reason that you're, I'm not surprised that he gave that is because he is a waiver wire pickup with a history of these problems coming off of an Achilles injury. Like for me, for me, Adam, my big thing here is just all I'm trying to say is like lesson learned, lesson learned for next season. Go get yourself an actual backup center next time. Like you tried it. Here's the thing though. DeMarcus Cousins has been good. Like this is why I don't know if I can grade him on the scale. He is a good player. The, the, the thing about DeMarcus Cousins throughout his career is that he can be like a head case, you know, like he, his own issues that have plagued him throughout his career have just keep following him and keep following him. And tonight was one of those games where it's like, they didn't need him to make threes. They didn't need him to post up and put pressure on the brand and rebound. They didn't, they just needed him to provide eight minutes or in each half for Jokic to get a breather. And he couldn't do it. And not only could he not do it, he He picked up a tech on the way out just to make it worse. Yeah. He made it worse. He's not that bad. Even as a waiver wire player, he's actually been very good for the most part, but but tonight the problem is like, I just, I've seen, I've seen these games from him and with the Clippers and with the Bucks. like I'm I'm not, I'm not like, you're not surprised. I'm not surprised. And maybe that's just like, I'm just not surprised. Right. And I'm not surprised by really any of it. Will's been showing us who he is over the last two months too. Like I'm worried about Will. I'm worried about Will. Davon hasn't had that opportunity, and Davon was kind of like the good idea because it was like it's the unknown. But this is Davon is to me Davon is what you're saying about Demarcus is like he's a two way. We actually don't know his game well enough to say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, But but Boogie, we do know it's like, and and you're right that I'm not surprised, but I'm still disappointed. Um, oh, this is from Fernando. This is, I like this. This is how I feel. I don't get why Boogie can't just let it go. They give you a bad whistle and it is what it is. Suck it up and help the team. At some point, man, like you just got to accept one, your lot in life. And two, like that th- the problem is not them. If it's every official, it's not them. If it's yeah. Tony brothers. Okay. Right. Right. If it's Kim Maurer, surprising, but okay. If it's every official, if it's every officiating crew, come on. Here's what here's what bother, bothers me about Demarcus Cousins tonight. Here's I think I can articulate it. What they need from him is to be a supporter. He's not a star anymore. Will yeah. he have star moments? Yeah, he's had games. He's had quarters where he put in ten points or this or that. They need him to be a supporter. What they need to know is that he was not the star of the game tonight. He had a role that was most the baseline role that was just to provide some minutes and and you know to level things out. He did the opposite of that. It wasn't just the technical. It was also the fouls. Like you get a third foul. You should know, like, okay, what am I doing out here? I'm just not fouling. Like, I just need to be on the court. Yeah. And then to play aggressive and reach in on a play, you're like, what are we doing? What are you doing? Why well, we have to put Jokic back, and he got one minute and 30 seconds of rest. Like, come on, man. Um, Corey asked, do you think Denver's bad defense starts with them not doing their work early and apply ball pressure? Yes. They, they, they wait for guys to attack them, and by that point, it's over. They can't stay in front. The only way that they are ever – that they ever play good defense is by being the first to actually apply pressure. But they're so worried about getting beat that they don't do that. And then they get beat anyway. Yeah. Uh, Look, I wrote the guy for this game for action network and everything. I was just like the wolves are the number one team in, in points off of turnovers. The nuggets are the fourth worst team in points off of turnovers allowed. The nuggets have allowed the second or the fourth most uh, three point makes per hundred possessions since all-star. The Wolves in all these games versus Denver 
create a ton. And they run high up for some reason. I mean, it's it's not, if it was one game, maybe even two, but this is now every game where they just shoot so well against Denver. I mean, they like Malik Beasley, Carl Anthony Towns, those guys in for 50% shooting from three. It also just makes sense, right? Where it's like, if they've got, they have, they have Edwards and Russell and Beverly and other guys, honestly, that can create primitive. I mean, some of it's like Nas re knocking them down. McLaughlin three for three from McLaughlin yeah. tonight. Like you're just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You live with it. Or you just like tip your cap and be like, okay, not our night. But part of it, I, I do think is the lack of perimeter containment allows them to get the nuggets in rotation and the nuggets yeah. can't rotate because they're tired, exhausted, whatever. I don't really care at this point. Cause I'm like, look, you can be tired and exhausted in game 55 and game 60. You needed this one. Uh, I, this you'll, you'll, I'm sure going to disagree with this. I thought Denver's rotations tonight were a B minus. They weren't good, but they weren't terrible. I agree. No, I agree with you. It, it was that they were constantly in rotation. Yes. That was the problem. You're never going to win that battle. You're just never going to win. Yeah, rota- never if you're win in that rotation, battle. it means like, yeah, like even a good effort still is going to give up semi-contested. But I, I'll just disagree with you on the three-point thing, though, in one way. Like they made a lot of wide open three, especially early. They got a rhythm off corners. of those rotation. Corners, like they got a lot of that. They also hit like six, seven, eight, just such like yeah. the Edwards threes at the end were all well contested. Tip your yep. hat. That guy's a gamer and he made, yeah, he had yeah, a yeah. bad night and then he just made every shot down the stretch. That it was like, well contested. Like, it just feels like you can get into your rhythm and then you can spark momentum. And like, yeah. you'll know, you know, I don't, I, I have, I always have a hard time explaining shot variants, man. Like I, that's always been my Achilles heels. I don't really understand anything about shot variants because I can't shoot. Never can yeah. shoot. Not, not never, but I I just think that ultimately, like a lot of this is the Nuggets do not have any room for margin and for margin for error, and they play a style and a way where there's just a huge, huge margin for error. They play sloppy, turnover-prone, non-containment basketball, yeah. and they are ultimately only where they are because Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA on any given night alongside Yasan and Kumpo and Kevin Durant. It's the only reason. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's, it, I mean, it's just, it, this, this, look, this isn't, I'll say this. It, it was bad. People automatically like the Boston game. were like, well, there, there it goes. We're going to be in the play in. Well, no, you're still up to like, uh, yeah. everyone, left, you got to win three. Everyone's like, maybe, maybe less if Minnesota loses, but let's just say three. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's my thing is everyone's like, well, the wolves aren't going to lose. Look at their schedule. And I'm like, the Mavericks lost to the wizards tonight. I know that's the weird thing. This is the NBA. You're just going to have them. You're just, that's how it goes. The game game I'd look at is that last one against Chicago, like Chicago. Mm -hmm. I follow them a little closely, obviously because CHGO, but like they got Patrick Williams back. Like they just, the, the team that has lost, like, 15 of 17 is not the team that they are like they're starting to maybe get some guys back and that game could end up being really really competitive uh let's take a break we'll come back and i want to talk about accountability for a little little bit i just want to do that real quick um we'll do that when we come back but first on locked on nuggets i want to tell you about bet online bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info i managed to middle the game tonight on the nba bet stream that i was on i uh I have Wolves plus three, and then I grabbed Nuggets plus six and a half, and that missed free throw got me home at plus six. Let's go. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews from all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, 
before the game starts. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for making us part of your day and making this part of your weekend as it's late on Friday and yet the chat is bumping. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys listening to this after what was a frustrating loss. I know for Nuggets fans, it's got to be really frustrating. Um, there's a lot of reasons to kind of be like, okay, and we'll, and actually probably some more reasons for that, you know, the the tide may be turning, which we'll talk about in the last segment. I want to talk about accountability. Um, this question I think is interesting, and I, I, I think it's an interesting question without being like, this is not me being like, this is an interesting question because I agree with it. That's usually what people mean. Um, Max says, Jokic is God, but wouldn't it help in his leadership growth to get into these guys and demand more? I think it's an interesting question. I, on the My immediate reaction is like, I don't want to ask anything more of Nikola Jokic. Like, I mean, tonight I thought he was as good as you can expect a player to be. Like yeah. tonight he was. He's not... Here, here's here's my thoughts on Jokic overall because I've been thinking about this. I've been watching Giannis these last few games. I love basketball. I'm watching all these other teams. Yeah. Here's the thing about Giannis that you could say that you can't necessarily say about Jokic. Giannis every single night takes it personal. Every single yeah. night he goes out there like you know you're going to get locked in playoff style aggressiveness from him and down. The, and Yoke like is so talented and like he does everything he can, but some nights you're just kind of like, and he even talks about this. Like, why were you so aggressive? I don't know. Some nights I just feel aggressive. Like Giannis has figured out how to be aggressive every single night, how to be like, no, I am here to make that guy suffer. And Jokic, I think is getting like tonight. He was there tonight. He met Ta- towns came out punching. He matched, he matched it. He punched right back and then he dominated. And, um, and I honestly think Yoke's there like 80 per like Jokic. I still think he's in the, you know, should be MVP or is right there, has a chance still to do it. But that's just the one lesson. Like we talk about where can he get better? That to me, that's it. Watch well, nothing. I'll, I'll tell that's you, you know Giannis is going for people's heads as soon as he steps on the court. But not just that though. Like Drew and Chris and Brooke and and Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen, like those guys know if you're not bringing it, Giannis is going to tell you. Yeah. Like Giannis will get into you. And I'm not saying that Jokic has to do that because look, here's the thing. Most NBA stars are leaders are leaders by example. Right. That's just how like leadership is an entirely different skill set. It's it is. It's an entirely different skill set than basketball skill. It's also, and I'll say this, I'm 38 years old. Like I've been, you know, running DNVR. basically I run DNVR you know, that that's kind of my role is I oversee all of the different beats and I meet with them and this, that the one thing I've learned over the last three years, it's so freaking hard. I'm 38. Yeah. I've been doing yeah. this for a long time. Like it's just, there's always something new. And so yoke being 27, you know, I'm sure that this is all still like a process for him. But, to, but to me, I, I do agree with that comment that I do think that there's probably something that Jokic is still learning about how exactly to push the right buttons with a team and, and, and how to do this. And I do think that part of that is, they all respect Jokic like immensely. Like he, he has a ton of great leadership qualities, but I do think there is a little guilt you feel just when you see a guy going for somebody's neck every single night. And Jokic does most nights, but I still feel like there's, there's the Giannis level where you're like, I can't let that guy down. Let's talk accountability. Uh, Do you think Will Barton, do you think Will Barton tried tonight? I, yes, I can't question Will Barton's like, I can't I can't question those aspects of him. What I will say about Will Barton, I, I think something's wrong. Like the, the last couple yeah. weeks have been really bad. And I think yeah. something's like 
I, I think he might have cracked. For a guy that is so tough and has taken so much criticism and the home crowd booing him and all this, and he's just like gone into him. So whether you like it or not, he has just played with confidence. He's played with toughness. He's played with passion and, you know, all this stuff. And I think that this, you look at him now and I just, I worry he's broken, man. There's something in, there's something on his face that I just look at and I go, that's not the, the will I've seen for the last several years. Yeah, he seems ground down. He seems like the fact that he looks unconfident, that's worse. Yeah. Like for as much as people don't want him to shoot, that's worse is Barton because it affects him on both ends when yeah. he's uncertain and then he's making mistakes and he's killing himself and like everything just seems miserable. Like he seems miserable. And this is the worst I've seen him play. Yeah. I really think, I really believe it. I think this is the worst. I've going seen back to play. Portland. Like, well, I can't go back that far. I wouldn't watch him. Yeah, I was like, categorically, this is the worst I've ever seen him play. And so, you know, I I wanted to ask the question because there is this kind of idea that like it's effort. And I'm like, look, I see Will up there being like, I'm going to guard you. And then the guy moves and Will can't get there. Cannot. And that does not mean that it's like, oh, that's okay. You did your best. That's not how this is. This is the NBA. This is the National Basketball Association. You're competing for a playoff series. And they got to figure this out. Either he's got to play better or here's somebody the, else has got to so Here's the stuff like you think the, the missed dunk was uh, – it seems like effort to me that he missed a dunk. Like what? Like he wanted he, he wanted to miss the dunk. Like this is what I mean is like to me I don't question – he missed a dunk today because I think something's wrong. Like something's in his head. Like he shouldn't be able to miss a dunk. Uh, effort. Robert, he sprinted the length of the court and tried to dunk it. Like that's yeah. the effort part. Yeah. So he, Robert says, but I mean, some things are effort. I'm telling you, like a lot of this is like, I can see him being like, I'm going to go do this. And then just like the body's not there. I think it's a little bit. Look, I, I do. I do wonder if like some of his competitive spirit, it, to me, it looks almost like some of his competitive spirit has been lifted. And again, that's not, I don't think that is like a conscious, you know what, F it. I'm, I'm giving up on the season or I don't care this or that. I just think it's like, there's something in you, some core thing that's beyond your, your brain. It's your spirit that like, sort of drives you and does this. And I think part of me just worried. That's what worries about me is I, I worry about Will as a person, honestly, through this one. Yeah. Like I worry, that's how bad both yeah. he is playing, but also how bad he looks. Like there's yeah. this deadness like, in his eyes I've never seen. That's scary. I want to hold him like I want to hold him accountable yeah. as an analyst while also like trying to put this in perspective because I think it's important to be like, look, if you ask me like right now, like no, I do not think Will Barton should be starting. No, I do not think Will Barton I, 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 it's crazy because there's only four games left. And I think to like bench a guy like that is a panic move, especially. So, and part of me yeah. wonders if the Nuggets are just like, hey, this season, like we just got to go. We just got to get through it. Yeah. We just got to get through it or whatever. I honestly, when we get to the comments, part of me feels like the Nuggets have a weird perspective on this season, the players and the and, and everybody. But do I have confidence that Will Barton is going to bounce back on Sunday? Absolutely not. Less confidence than I've ever had. We, we'll talk. I want to get, get back to that in, in the final segment when we talk about the stuff with Jamal. Um, so I, I do want to say, I thought Aaron Gordon was really good tonight. Uh, you thought he wasn't, he wasn't good in the first quarter. I may have missed it. He was um, good offensively. I just, yeah. he had a couple blow bys where I'm like, that's what you're there for. Right, 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 right. Um, I thought that he did better as the game went on and they still had opportunities to win. Like part of it. And I will say this too, a big difference between this season and the previous seasons. And this may tie a little bit into, I think the nuggets like entire mental approach. There are just seasons where it's like, somehow we pulled it out. That's who they've been for three years. 
They still might be it though, by the way. That's what's crazy is it's not and they over. Were, but that's the thing is there's so many year, games this year where it's like they could have and it just didn't happen for them. Yeah. Like that's the story. Like that's really like the tagline for this, this season. Like the 2022 Denver Nuggets. It just didn't happen for them. Right? Like it's not that they're miserable and terrible, but it's, you know, they in previous years, they've been awesome against their division opponents. Terrible this year. Yeah. They've been really good at home. Not good enough this year. Yeah. Like there were so many times, and this is part of why I've struggled to kind of understand them is there's enough there to where it's like, they do respond when their backs are against the wall, but they don't respond enough. You know, they could have quit when that got to nine in the fourth, they could have just been like, yeah, we're out. And they, and somehow they're like, holy, it's a five point game. Like, and yeah. they just can't close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I this team's just not very good. Part of why we keep yeah. asking, like, why is there this spirit, like this? Um, it doesn't feel that great. They might set go over on their over under despite all of this, but it's because the underlying thing that you feel. It's not like in years past where you're like, there's a good team in here when they play at their best. It's like it's like the top level of the Nuggets is sort of uninspiring. The, the, the best of them is like, wow, they beat, you know, Dallas or a team of that caliber. There's not this like, wow, they could beat anybody feeling. Yeah. And that, that's the part that's hard. They can't go toe to toe. Yeah. Just can't. Um, okay. Why do you think Bones play well? I'm open to this. Why do you think Bones play well? Bones, I thought, did everything well tonight other than score the basketball. He passed extremely well. He handled the pressure extremely well. He's the he. Here's what it is. Jokic had 38 points tonight. A lot of that had to do, in my opinion, about him getting the ball on the short roll in the right spot. And I think Bones might be as good, if not better, than Monte at that exact skill. Getting the ball to Jokic in rhythm and at the right spot where he can attack downhill and so that's what it was. I mean, he didn't shoot the ball well. He didn't defend well, but who did? Nobody did. Like every single one of them didn't defend well. Uh, and a lot of guys didn't shoot well. But as far as just getting the – the Nuggets offensive possessions are about can you get the ball to Jokic at the right time in the right spot and properly space. And he did it over and over and over again. I think uh, the that this is the first time this season where his constant hunt for the big shot in the big moment – hurt him like this was a i thought late down the stretch this was a game where you needed quality possessions and instead bones was very much in i'm gonna check up a 30 foot three and in my opinion going two of 12 from three-point range with a lot of those from long distance i i know that everyone has a lot of confidence but this is the whole thing is like when you're in a play like and when you're in these type of things you need precision and it's not his fault because he's a rookie, right? Like that's, there's no way for him to know, but I do think like those are possessions that they needed better. They needed better stuff from. And I thought that he, he went to that too much, just trying to get like, you could just tell he wanted those big, big, big moments. And I'm not sure that in this environment, in this type of NBA game, that's what you needed. The seven assists to three turnovers, the turnovers felt really bad to me, but that might be just a perception thing and not indicative of like the overall play. Cause like I genuinely am like, Oh, he had seven assists. Okay. Played pretty well. Um, but Jokic, I don't, I did not about the deep threes. I don't mind him. Like there was several times tonight, even in the fourth quarter where Jokic ran the action with him specifically to get him those threes. Like 
the defense, like Yoke knows how to position the defense so that they're going to have to go under. And he kept doing that. And in fact, there's one, I'll have to find it because I'm sure I'm going to do a list on this one. There was one where he was like basically calling for it. Like, Hey, they're going to go under here. And he flips it to him and he takes the, th- the deep three and he just missed him. Like bones was shooting what 48% in the month of March from three tonight regressed back to the mean. All right, let's take a break. Um, we'll come back and we'll talk about the post game stuff and we'll do a little bit more with the ramifications. Yeah, I want to hear about this. Oof. Uh, we'll do this when we come back on Locked on Nuggets. But first, I got to tell you about Bilt Bar because it's amazing. Uh, Bilt Bar has, they, they take marshmallow, like marshmallow, and they infuse it with protein. And then they cover it 100% chocolate and that's your protein bar. How amazing is that? And they got flavors like churro. How, who does not love a good churro? There's an amazing churro at Ballerina. Best flavor it's the all of all Bilt Bar churro. All Bilt Bar churro is oh, the best. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, everything, all of them are so good. Most built bars have got only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. Put it in your bag, take it with you, take it to the gym, have it after you work out, have it if you're just having, if you're at your, at your office and you're like, man, I'm getting tired. It's got pep, pep you right up. Have yourself a built bar. You got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, so many flavors. Check them all out at built.com. That's built.com. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Welcome back to Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making this part of your day and your first listen each and every day. Make sure your second listen is Locked On NBA. You got me on Tuesdays and Adam on Fridays and a whole bunch of great hosts in between. My guy John Corrales and David Ramil and Wes Goldberg. There's so many great shows. Check them all out. Locked On NBA on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Okay. Um, the Serbs are not happy in the, in the comments tonight. I'm, I don't know why. It's, it's amazing. Um, so after the game, Malone... Let me, let me let me pull them up here. Singers got them, but they were reported widely, obviously, because it was in the presser. This is like, this is the big one from Malone. Quote, keep hope alive. Jamal's getting better every day. Uh, trust me, we all want him back. I want him back. We're a better team with Jamal Murray. He wants to be back. He's making great progress. Uh, Monte. His mental is there. So it's just a matter of time and hopefully they can get him back. Uh, Monte on Murray. He's ready to get back out there. He's looked good. He's dunking and everything. Both legs. Hmm. Uh, I am just telling you the way that this reads is, look, I'll say this. This is, this is Malone the entire season. I don't know why you're asking me. He's not coming. He may not come back at all. I don't know why you're asking me. He may not be back at this season at all. It's not for sure that Jamal's coming back. I don't know why we're talking about like Jamal's coming back. We don't know if Jamal's coming back tonight. Jamal might come back. So I I will just tell you that with this few games left in the regular season, Malone knows the math and he knows the situation. To me, that's definitely like a, I understand everyone's upset we lost this game there's a very good chance that Jamal comes back. Maybe it's not hundred percent, but to me that like they the tone tonight was not the same that it has been with regards to Jamal Murray. No comment on MPJ. I don't know. I'm not going to don't know. No, com- I can't do anything with no comment. I can't go either way. Okay. So I, I just, <laughs> I know this is the thing, right? This is the thing about purgatory though. You're stuck in it and you, you're never fully in of it, into it and you're never fully out of it. You're just here. You're not in hell. You know, it's not over. You're not released. You're just there. Yeah. Um, 
I, I will say this, that the idea that like, just let Jamal wait, I actually kind of disagree with this. I think it might not, I think it would be good for him. I think it would be good for them to get this part over with. I still, I a thousand percent. I've been saying this. This has been my yeah. whole thing is like, yeah. I thought if Murray came back March 1st, I was like, is that enough runway? It's going to be tight. I don't know. Well, it's April 1st. Like, like now the, yeah. the question about, is there enough runway is almost all but solved. I just think that one, he has to be there to fill the pain whenever this season comes to its conclusion. And two, yeah, there, I do like that. There is something about, you just have to get it over with. So next year when the season starts, it's not his first game. It's like, hey, you had a couple games under your belt, and this is like your – it's still a reset, but it's like a little bit different. So – Somebody says, what if he gets hurt? Look, of course. Here's the thing. If, if, if it is a risk for Jamal Murray to come back and get hurt right now, of course you don't bring him back. This is not a bring him back earlier than he is we, healthy to You're way past that, guys. We're well past that. Way like, past that. By all indications, it sure seems like – and again, we don't know. We don't let, see let me, medical reports. But let me, by let all me indications – Look, the team's not going to roll him out there too early. Look, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, the Denver Nuggets have. Uh, I need to. I need to. I need to get the full thing out here. The Denver Nuggets have not released a statement that says that Jamal Murray is cleared. No source for the Denver Nuggets has told me that Jamal Murray is cleared. Right. Um, no, there's been no official statement that Jamal Murray is cleared. If asked, they would say we're not going to comment on whether whether when Jamal Murray is cleared. We'll tell you when we feel comfortable about letting you know that Jamal Murray is cleared. He'll be back when he's back. Yada 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 yada. I am telling you, based off of the comments tonight, Jamal Murray's probably been cleared. And if right. Jamal Murray's been cleared, then he's at the lowest risk that he's going to have for a re-injury right. that you're going to have. There is not a, a – I'm telling you, this is just how it works. There is not a like a more likely uh, chance of re-injury now versus next November. It, right. That's the big thing that people don't take into account. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Is sometimes it's not about the re-injury part. It's about the other aspects of it. So, like, this, this, is, this is about a whole bunch of other things. And that's the whole thing. Um, With the caveat of that, we don't know the final report. Like, obviously, the team hasn't like released that that level of medical information or, or any. Or, no, no, no. The, the, I'll be, uh, uh, the team hasn't released any level of any information regarding to regarding to anything at all. That's yeah. so that that's kind of like the deal. Um, but I will just say this: like, look, if the team's like you're trying to get two, you're trying to get basically two more wins. I think the Wolves will lose lose at least one. You're trying to get two more wins. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I really need to stress to you how bad the Lakers are. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I had some people, I was talking to Dave DeFore tonight. He really honestly believes the Lakers threw that game tonight. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but he, he believes the Lakers had no interest in winning the game tonight in the fourth quarter. Um. That maybe they don't want the the plan. Maybe they I don't, don't think LeBron, I'll say this. I don't think LeBron does because like if you go back to last year, LeBron's comments about the plan is like, why do I want to do this? Like I th I I I think this is. I'll just say this. I think mute your if you got the kids in the car, mute it. Um, I think this is bullshit, but I genuinely think that LeBron thinks it's beneath him hmm. playing the plan, yeah. and like. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> You're, that's who you are. You I'll say remember. this. If the Lakers are trying to win, I think they win at least one of the two that times they play Denver. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, if but they you want, want, If they want to compete, but they might not and, want to compete. And, and genuinely, you only need you only need one more win after that. You need two. I think if you get two, the Wolves win one or lose one, and then you're home. Do you really think the Wolves are going to go four and zero? I can. I. I think. You well, think here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. Two of those games are against absolute tankers. And you're right. I know Dallas just lost to Washington or whatever. I think it's Houston, Washington that they play. I'm just not counting on it. And that's the next two games. So to me, 
let's say the Nuggets split the next two, so they lose one and win the other. That means you get to the final two games and the Wolves are looking at that going, mm, all we got to do, like, just win two games and we can do this. So, I, I mean, we'll see. But I'll also it's say gonna this. Tough. Well, it's going to be tough. Look, also, what's Denver's the, motivation level? I'll just say this, like, the emotional. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. You really... You I don't really know because I haven't seen the presser. I'm just reading these comments, and and that's why I was wondering what you were yeah, going to say. Well, it's I, weird because I got the exact opposite tone. Okay. Well, that, well, honestly, I haven't seen it, so I don't want to say. I'm just reading yeah. the comments, and it's hard sometimes to know. Yeah, you're you're you kind of seem like you're you're kind of like well, I'll, I'll say this. I think that the Nuggets. You've, you've talked about the purgatory thing. I think that they, they feel that way where they're not fully in and they're not fully out. Right. They can't. They can't just one two three Cancun it. Right, and be right, like, right. we're gonna regroup for next year. I don't think that's in Jokic's DNA, though. Like, I, I have to give him a lot of credit in that. And yeah, well, and the other guys. I think Monte Morris is gonna play hard no matter Monte what. Monte Morris for sure. This obviously means a lot to Bones. Aaron Gordon showed me a lot in these last couple games. I mean, yeah. he's been a gamer, so there's a lot of guys. No, I'll say this: like Aaron Gordon got a lot of experience with the one, two, three. Like those years. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. He knows how the late season goes. Um, but like, I'll, I'll say. I think I don't think that they're out. I think they're very much in like, look, we can't feel like we're all in. That's the difference. Is I, I don't it's hard for them to talk themselves into even with Marie Kondo. I, I don't think the title. they're. I don't think they're all in. Yeah, and maybe that's enough. Like, I don't think they get out of the first round right now. If it's let, let's say they get out of the, the play-in. only thing is, I think the play-in teams currently might be better than the like four, five, six in the you know like. Golden State's reeling, Utah's reeling, Denver like obviously is is limited. So yeah, and then you look at the Clippers becoming more whole. The Pelicans are really coming along. The Timberwolves look very good. So, so it's weird. Yeah, um, I agree. But and like, look, I think if they if they if they get Dallas, it's five or six. I don't think they can beat Dallas right now. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Oh, here well here's the big thing. I don't want to go that far because. Maybe everything is the exact same one week from now. Maybe it's not. I think Jamal Murray comes back on Tuesday. I don't think that's a hundred percent. I just I think there's a chance that happens, and maybe that's a shot in the arm that gets them up a level just to where it's like now we're back to thinking maybe they can win. That they're the emotional boost, the emotional boost in that game is going to be through the roof. That may make them play worse. Three, but... yeah, yeah, for real. Three straight home games at, starting with Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. That's how you end the year. Maybe Jamal Murray comes back. They get a couple little boosts, and you just get a little momentum going into the playoffs. And then you don't play for a week. If you make the six seed, you don't play. You get a week off. I think this is a good point from Ice here. Uh, to be honest, we played bad and still could have beaten the Wolves tonight. So I think we can win a series. Like they true. were still in this game. Yeah, it, it's that. It's that the things they. It, it's just weird that they lose these games. Like they lost to the Timberwolves by six, and it's that they lost in a game where so many things could have gotten them the win. Like mm. a little bit better defense, a slightly better Cousins night, a little bit better Barton, a little bit better bone shooting, even if he was really good elsewise. Um, fewer turnovers, like three fewer turnovers, three fewer turnovers, and they can win this game. Right? Yeah. But then we're talking ourselves back into it because I think at the end of the day, like you and I, like I was wrong. I've said this before. I got a lot of... I, I'm getting tons of questions. Like, you still think this is a good team? You still, huh? Do you, you still think like, I regret ever informing Nuggets fans. They had a good team. That's where I'm at is you're right. I, I give up. I surrender. Um, 
But I do think that there's actually like a question of they have gotten good wins. I it feels like a million years ago, and I don't know if they're there anymore. But I can't just be like, no, there's no way they're done. That's it. It's over. Yeah. And that's what again purgatory, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we gotta go because uh, I think you're gonna fall asleep. But <laughs> I'm pretty tired. I know I can tell. Um, do you think they beat the, well, let's just we're not going to talk again until Sunday night. Do you think they beat the Lakers? A matinee game. It's so funny on ABC. LA nightlife. Two days off. They Saturday night, night in Los Angeles. Fly into LA tomorrow and have dinner. Do you know that historically? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I don't think they do. Historically, the Lakers have the best winning percentage on Sunday of any team in the NBA since 2000. Matinee, too. Like, this isn't even the, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just sleep it off and we have the yep. night game. I'll nope, go a nope, little nope. hard. I'll nope. only, have, only have three or four drinks before nope. the game. This is you. You're, you're going to roll back into the hotel. You're going to watch uh, an episode of something on your iPad, and then you're going to roll out of bed and go to shoot around. So. Oof. Um, Kale Bass, when was the last time that they had two days off? I don't remember. It's been. Well, I mean, that's the NBA, though, this year. This is not the Nuggets aren't unique in that. They do have two days off for whatever it's worth on Friday and Saturday before Sunday's finale against the Lakers again. <laughs> I can see this coming for you where the Lakers lost tonight. And if you want to know the Lakers situation, uh, if the, or there are five games left for both the Spurs and the Lakers. Lakers. If the Spurs go five and zero, oh, the Spurs are in. The Lakers are out. If the Spurs go four and one, the Spurs are in. The Lakers are out. If the Spurs go three and two, the Lakers have to go uh, five and zero. Oh. Spurs are not good though. This is the thing: is this play in? I love it because it makes for a very compelling finish. But it's the great. Spurs, but the Spurs are thirty two and forty five. Yeah. yeah, they've got Portland. Okay, that's a win. They've got Denver. I mean, like to assume that's a Denver win, Minnesota at Minnesota. I assume that's a Minnesota win. They've got Golden State and Dallas. Like, I think they might go one and four. <laughs> so, if the Lakers want it, they just have to win a couple. If they don't want it, they kind of have to lose every game. And this is why I haven't. I didn't watch the Lakers game, but I got Dave, my buddy Dave DeFore, texting me saying the Nuggets are the Lakers tanked in the fourth quarter tonight. So maybe they don't want it. Uh, I will just tell you right now, uh, the Spurs are going to win the Warriors game. Could be. I mean, well, we'll see. Do you want to know why? If the Warriors have an opportunity to knock out the Lakers, <laughs> Draymond's going to be like, I ain't playing. That's funny. No, Draymond's going to walk in that in that locker room and be like, Clay's out, Otto Porter's out, Wiggins is out, Jordan Poole, Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, and Bielitsa. Go get them, boys. But not too much. By, by the way, Memphis tonight rested all their guys and still beat the Suns. Like, Denver might catch a resting Memphis team, and that's still a dog still loads. Yeah. 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 Who knows? All right. Well, I was asking you now. Do you think they're going to be in the play-in? <laughs> I don't want to answer that, man. You do! You think they're going to be in the play-in? Do you think they... Well, let, me, let me jump ahead. Do you think they lose both games in the play-in? I don't think they would beat the Clippers in the play-in. Okay, do they lose the second game? I don't know. Depends on who said it. <laughs> Can the Nuggets beat a, a team 14 games under 500 to secure the eighth seed in a first round sweep by the by the Suns? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
And on that note, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great weekend, uh, especially our folks overseas that join us every single night here on the show. Thanks for joining us, staying up with us, guys, if you did uh, stateside. Uh, make sure to check out the show on YouTube. It's the best way to support the show. Check out Adam's work at Adam underscore Mares. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good night.